0: Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. This is your host, Christina Orlova. Here we will talk about all things OCD. For more information and to contact me with questions, you can go to www.coreresults.com. That's K-O-R results.com. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Orlova, and I am so happy that you are all here, that you are listening, that you find this podcast helpful, and it's really motivating and encouraging for me to continue as well um, to provide you with education um, and knowledge about OCD and all the various nuances that OCD comes with. Uh, Before I start with uh, today's topic, I wanted to put a little plug in for something I've been working on, which is um, I've been working on creating a membership-based site specifically for folks who struggle with OCD. Um, It will be Mastering OCD uh, membership site. And what I'm doing right now is um, I'm wanting to have 25 founding members. And what that means is as a founding member, you will be locked in at a uh, founding member's rate, which will be $55 per month. Um, And one of the benefits is you get to shape this community. So at this current moment, I have 11 spots left for that. Um, After that, the price will increase. Um, And you know things will continue to evolve, of course, with the membership, like with anything. Um, But really my goal with this membership is that once you come in, we will be doing um, a training. So there will be a six-week training that I'll be walking you through where we will have weekly live Q&A calls. Um, The trainings will be pre-recorded, but the Q&A calls will be live. And if you have additional questions, you'll be able to reach out and ask. Also, I'm creating and I've put together a Private Facebook group that I would have all of you guys join. So the other benefit of this is that as folks are going through training, you'll have access to other folks who are going through training or folks who have finished training. So it will be, um, you know, being amongst like-minded folks and and the community. The benefits of community, of course, is you know everybody helping each other and holding each other accountable. Um, and, and even once you've completed the training, um, I will still be doing uh, special training or boosters, um, Q&As, and things like that in that private community. So if you'd like to join as a founding member, all you have to do if you're on my Instagram is DM me with your first, last name, and your email address. You can also email me directly with your first name, last name, and email address. And if you would like to email me, it will be info at coreresults.com K O R results.com also it this will be in the notes section. so if you're listening to the podcast, just scroll down and you will see it in the notes. All right, so let's get into today's discussion. Today I want to talk about something that does come up for folks and, and, and sometimes folks don't even realize that this is something that can happen. So I thought it would be worthy to take some time to unpack this a little bit. So I want to talk about dreams and OCD. So when we talk about OCD, one of the things that folks who have OCD are dealing with is constant intrusions, constant um, unwanted thoughts, fears, images, uh, perhaps even sensations, urges that come in and and really come in throughout the day. Um, sometimes a person can get stuck in that um, intrusive obsessive space uh, for hours or you know, at a time or a whole, even a whole day, really. And in response, typically a person wants to compulse around it um, because you know, a person's trying to get rid of that uncomfortable um, internal experience. And of course, I think any person, even if you don't have OCD, you know, if you have a thought that's really bothering you or, or something that's happened that's causing you distress, I think any human would want to figure that out and fix it and, and get rid of it and kind of put it to rest. When you have an OCD brain... The fact is that your brain is um, getting getting tripped up. That, that internal alarm system is getting triggered and tripped up um, at all sorts of different times throughout the day. So, well, so what does that mean in terms of your your bedtime and your dream space? What it means is that you know, imagine if even just outside of OCD for a minute, if you're thinking about something throughout the day, right? If you're thinking about that something. Literally throughout the day, at different times throughout the day, but mo- mainly your your focus kind of on that one thing. Um, you know, as we all understand, part of the human kind of um, the way the human system functions and operates is that when you go to sleep, you are kind of entering the subconscious and conscious state, dream state, and in that state in place, it is not uncommon to have things that you've been thinking throughout the day to appear in your dream place. So, Folks sometimes if they're going through their day um, and let's say they're going through something, it's not uncommon that in their dreams they will be processing that event. Um, And sometimes people can wake up and kind of have some clarity from their dreams. Or they might say, oh wow, I feel like I figured something out. Or maybe the dream was really distressing and they just wake up kind of feeling more bothered and a little bit irritable and and unrested. That's just your your standard average typical person. Now, when you have OCD brain, and you, let's say you're having a flare-up or you're having a more a harder day, more intense day, um, and if you're obsessing actively and compulsing throughout the day, well, what do you think is going to happen, right? What's going to happen is, as you're entering evening time and going to to sleep, your brain essentially is still overworking. So everything that has been happening in your conscious mind, and especially if you've been proactively compulsing and not even recognizing it, you've really been reinforcing those obsessions and maybe not even knowing it. So now, when you enter sleep time, all of those things can and will and do show up in your dream space. And you may have a pleasant dream and you may not. You may have um, a bad dream. You may have a dream where your intrusions appear to come true. You can have a dream where maybe you're even in your dream trying to figure things out. So, You know, who knows? Maybe you're kind of still kind of compulsing a little bit in your dream space. Um, You might have a lot of stress in the midst of your dream, and you might wake up in the middle of the night distressed. And if you wake up in the middle of the night distressed, um, you might start to have your obsessions um, uh, be a little more intensive. And so, if that happens, then. You, of course, might want to compulse or start to you know sit in your bed or lay in your bed and start to analyze your dream. And you might want to try to figure out what does this dream mean or why am I dreaming this? Or if I'm dreaming this, then this must mean something. And so you'll start to want to assign meaning to it. Um, or you might want to look for evidence. You know, what is this dream? How does this dream support um, that obsession? Or what's the evidence, you know, maybe that perhaps this dream, you know, s- s- shows me that in fact maybe I am this bad person. So your brain will start to work overtime in an attempt to resolve this. So you may be able to fall back asleep or you may not. Okay? So this is something that's really important to know in terms of how your. Um, OCD theme, whatever the theme or themes, because that's not always just one. It may be more than one theme that are bothering you throughout the day, how it can impact and even show up in your dream uh, life. So when you are awake, even if that means you woke up from a, a bad dream middle of the night, or you're you're waking up just organically naturally in the morning, one of the first things to look at is if you're waking up with any sense of anxiety and distress, the first place to look is your compulsions. Immediately or as fast as you can, take a moment to really get present with yourself, really connect to yourself and check in. Go, okay, what am I doing? Am I compulsing in any way at all? Am I doing anything behaviorally? Am I doing anything in my mind? Right? So, mental rituals, if you were as a reminder, guys, right? For some people, it might be that you start to count because, you know, when you're counting, you're finding it helps you relieve the stress and tension. For some people, they might be starting to um, try to swap out a bad image with a good image. For some folks, they might engage in in this um, immediate analysis and assigning meaning to things or looking for evidence or trying to problem solve this or they might um, take their dream and what's happening and start to turn against themselves and start to get highly critical and highly self-judgmental. So you always want to start with self-assessing. Am I compulsing in any way? Once you get clear on that, because remember, clarity is really important here. When you become fully present and clear on what you're doing, right, and you recognize that, okay, this behavior is not Really helping me. I recognize I do this behavior a lot. And so far, you know, it hasn't gotten me um, out of this place. I actually feel more anxious. Then the next step is to engage in response prevention self talk. That's the number one tool. You want to essentially interrupt those mental rituals you want to interrupt yourself basically don't give yourself the satisfaction of finishing your analysis or finishing the counting so interfere with that interrupt it find a way to interrupt it whether if you're if you're counting a certain way maybe stop counting earlier than you normally would Um, if you are analyzing and you recognize mid-analysis that you're doing it, catch yourself and say, oh, look at me. There I go again. I'm trying to analyze this. Okay, so far I've been analyzing this. I've been doing this, and this has not led me to any outcome. I usually feel more anxious. Okay, this is not helping me. I really need to challenge myself and and really not allow myself to continue to think in this way. That might be an example that I just gave right there of your new self-talk. And here's the thing. It's not like you know you say it to yourself once and you're good to go, right? Because, you know, we're working with our living human brain, and so you might need to engage in that self-talk continuously for a period of time. You know, if things are more mild, sometimes you know folks have found that you know they can say something like that, give themselves a prompt like that, interfere um, with their compulsive behavior, you know, for a short amount of time, and things seem to kind of get better. If you're having more moderate or more intensive OCD flare up, you may need to stay in that process longer. So, If that's the case, stay with it. Stay with your response prevention, self-talk. Stay with looking for ways that you can keep interrupting, especially the mental rituals, um, because that's where you do actually have control of that behavior, even though I know at times it doesn't feel like it. I know at times it's going to feel like it's automatic and happens really quickly. But remember, it's only happening that way because that's just what you've done because you didn't know what else to do. But now you need to recognize, okay, this behavior I've done so far in response to to my anxiety and my intrusive content literally has not yielded a result. If it had, you would be done and not listening to this podcast. But if you're here listening, probably then it hasn't been helping you. So the first place is recognizing that my current behaviors are actually not helping me. So let me try something different. So again, catch it. You have to become aware of it, be fully present, and start to interfere and interrupt it. And I gave you a couple of examples. Either if you're a counter, count in the wrong ways. If you're somebody who engages in a lot of analysis or trying to figure things out or look for evidence or assign meaning to things, you want to interrupt those behaviors and engage in new response prevention self-talk. Like I said, an example might be, oh, look, I'm catching myself. Here I go again. I'm trying to figure this out. Oh my God, look at me. I'm trying to assign meaning to all this stuff. I'm trying to assign meaning to my dreams. And what does that mean about me? Okay. I'm going to actually not allow myself to keep thinking in this way or keep trying to figure this out. I'm going to interrupt this mental behavioral pattern. This has not been useful so far. This is not useful for me. This doesn't give me any results. This just makes me feel more anxious. I'm not doing it. I'm really choosing not to do it. And I'm willing to feel the discomfort. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, see you next time. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you have any questions you want me to answer in future podcasts or any other comments, you can go to coreresults.com backslash contact backslash. That's coreresults, K-O-R-R-E-S-U-L-T-S dot com backslash contact.